Rob World. It's your past first point guard. Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making the show your first listen every single day, five days a week, available on all platforms. The only daily Trailblazers podcast. Make it a part of your daily routine, and daily routine that is, and make it your first listen every single day. That's a part of my daily routine is saying that part, and I tripped over it. But you know, we're all trying to get better. It's the off season, and we're just trying to get in the best shape of our lives. Uh, I'll I'll be back on Monday. I'll give it another shot, and I promise I'll do it better. we got a fun show for you today. DeAndre Ayton was almost an Indiana Pacer for about a minute and a half, and now he's headed back. And I think this is good news for the... For the uh, for the Portland Trailblazers, it's not the best news, but I think in general it is good news for the Portland Trailblazers. We'll talk about that to lead off the show. Uh, Blazers game was fun. Jabari Walker continues to be as um, you know, just like the type of player it's easy to fall in love with. I thought Keon Johnson played well, and just in general, the Blazers had a played a fun summer league game. And I want to I want to spend an ode to the sort of joys of Vegas basketball to close the show. And I'll plus I'll tell you all, all the confusing tiebreakers and how the Blazers can win a championship again this summer, bring it back to the glory days of the summer of 2018. But let's talk DeAndre Ayton here first to kick things off. Quite a day in newsbreaker news broker land <laughs> let's actually go through this because I, I i found it pretty funny uh adrian wojanowski reports that deandre ayton is uh, has agreed to sign a uh a max offer sheet four years 133 million dollars with the indiana pacers but the indiana pacers legally couldn't sign him to that to that contract so when the report came out that he had agreed to sign it what it really meant was he had agreed in theory to sign it uh an offer sheet and the pacers had agreed in theory to offer him this but they had to do some housekeeping stuff first so then the pacers had to waive four players they waived four players um then he officially signs it the report comes out that uh, while Phoenix is expected to match, it could take until Sunday uh, for them to match. They'll give the, you know, the, because the clock doesn't actually start until midnight the following day. So they would have 48 hours all of Friday, all of Saturday to make their decision. They could they could take their time and make their, finally make their decision on DeAndre. Okay, just kidding. That was Adrian Wojnarowski's tweet within about in 30, <laughs> within about 30 seconds of that tweet. Shams Trania tweets out that, that the Phoenix Suns, match the offer sheet deandre ayton's going back to phoenix and then shams follows that up and says the suns always made it clear that they that they were prioritizing i don't know exact language but but prioritizing and and wanted to retain deandre ayton what the hell (laughs) no they didn't they could have just signed him they could have just signed him they could have just given them given them money right like he didn't need to do this offer sheet madness this was um what are you doing, sons? Like, what a bizarre thing. Here, here's why I think it's good news for the Blazers. Uh, there's a couple reasons. The best news for the Blazers would be if the Suns just had let him leave and let him sign with the Pacers because then the a team that is like a championship caliber team when fully healthy, the Suns are still going to be really good. I know they went out in the playoffs like some punks and they look terrible and there's some concern about Chris Paul. Regular season wizard wears down as you get into the late into the season, you know, Pretty good for the first 80 games, not good after game 85. He's 37 years old. How is that trend going to stop? Sure, sure, that's real. 
But the Suns are really good. Went to the NBA Finals and then were the best team in the West all year long. Uh, and DeAndre Ayton's 24. He can be part of that championship team still. Absolutely still a championship team if he, him back keeps him in the mix. If he'd gone to the Pacers, the Suns would have had no recourse to replace him because... Uh, you know, they didn't. They don't have cap space. They could sign him. Sign him with bird rights. They weren't going to magically be able to sign centers. They were going to have you know cheap centers to replace him. If he had left, they would have been worse. They would have been out of the championship window. They would have. They would have no longer been a championship contender and merely like an intriguing team in the bottom half of the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, it w- they would have taken a precipitous dive. Even if if Aiton is their like clearly their third best player, he's just a, a massive position of need and um, somebody that makes them tick. Make, make some tick but it, this is good news because what the Suns were doing and why they were delaying even if Shams Tarani wants you to think that they always loved you dog they always loved you D um they didn't they were trying to trade for Kevin Durant and clearly there were some hiccups in that trade in part because it seems like Brooklyn doesn't want to pay doesn't want DeAndre Ayton it was leaks pretty early in the process that they have limited interest in Ayton so you're gonna have to reroute Ayton to a third team and blah 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 blah, blah. but because he signed an offer sheet Katie is not coming to Phoenix. He is not coming to the desert. They are out of the sweepstakes. Congratulations to Masai Ujiri and the Toronto Raptors. I would say pretty obviously the favorites to trade for Kevin Durant. How do they keep getting away with this? Uh, But the like more than just out of the KD sweepstakes Signing someone to an offer sheet puts more wrinkles in it. If a player signs an offer sheet with another team and then it's brought back to their incumbent team as with the way restricted free agency works, they have a full year like not to veto trades. It's like a full year no trade clause because if you come back against your will, like if you sign someone else and come back, the way the CBA protects you is that you cannot be then traded. You get you get right to veto trades for a full calendar year. Uh, this happened with Alan Crabb when he was uh, signed with the Nets and then came back. Shout out to AC for getting $75 million. Uh, so DeAndre Ayton, like, cannot, you can't just easily trade him. Also, if you sign a restricted free agent contract, the the first, the earliest you can be traded is January 15th. That means DeAndre Ayton is a son until January 15th, and then it, he gets to decide if he wants to be traded or not. They can't just flip him. And I don't, I don't think the vibes are particularly good in Phoenix. 24-year-old who you declined to offer a max contract last summer, you bring back, then there's the way the season ended was messy and, 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 uh, Monty Williams, you know, benching him at the end of a game where they're getting blown out and then saying we handed that internally. And then the way, um, he specifically did not mention DeAndre Ayton as part of the core moving forward at exit interviews, maybe a slip of the tongue, maybe a very pointed omission intentionally. So I'm picking the latter one quite frankly because i think monty williams is super duper smart uh yeah it's messy it's messy and then they don't offer him a contract they'll say if you're a max player go out and find it dog like go out and find the max money he did and they matched it immediately because they had no choice they didn't want this to happen this way what are you doing sons i will say this Indiana got played a little bit. They had to cut four players and they didn't get anything for it. Like they had to create this max lot and they didn't get anything for it. And the Suns, the max contract offered by another team is smaller than the max contract with it's less, you know, less total money, less years. And and the less total money is because the raises are smaller each year. The Suns paid DeAndre Ayton less than they would have. 
Like it, it, it worked out for them financially. They got the scheme worked. Like, I don't know if this was their ultimate plan or whatever to save himself some like money over the course of a four-year deal. I think they just wanted to trade him and do something different. Uh, but the sign and trade never truly materialized based on probably what they were asking and what other teams wanted. And this is just sort of the general market for who had, who could create cap space to sign a center to a 30 some million dollar contract. Uh, the Suns maybe won in the long run if you're into that in terms of like they paid DeAndre Ayton a little bit less money and they got to retain him and all of that. But this is messy and this looks bad. And I think this is why it's good news for the Blazers. No KD. And the Suns, while they're still going to be very good, are in a spot where just they have bad vibes. Vibes aren't everything. And I think if anyone can sort of smooth this over, it's Money Williams. But I don't think Money Williams and DeAndre Ayton got along very well. Um, and I think everything the Suns, all of the messaging the Suns sent to their third best player all summer was, we don't want you, but we'll, if we get stuck with you, fine. Now they're stuck with him and they kind of have to... I don't know, launder lies through major newsbreakers in the league or, or 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 try to do this behind closed doors. Like this was a misstep by Phoenix, even if they save themselves a little money. And I think Phoenix having less outs to upgrade the roster and less outs to just straight up trade DeAndre Ayton for something else and and try to and try to do this another way limited opportunities to do that is good for the Blazers because I think a team having turmoil even if they're okay is I read that as a positive and a team specifically a team that was have a really good chance to land Kevin Durant one of the five best players in the world one of the best players in the history of the sport that's good that they're off the table that he's probably going to go to the Eastern Conference now Miami or Toronto probably your favorites like this that's good news for the Blazers uh, I, I wouldn't spin this as like a great victory for Portland but like I think the way this played out is probably good for him best case scenario is obviously is that like the Suns just don't match because they're too cheap and it's like um, but that just they couldn't do it you can't do it you can't lose a number one overall pick for nothing while you have a championship window you can't do it they had they got they boxed themselves into this mess and the and the Pacers called their bluff and they had to do it. And they're now they're in a little bit of a, a little bit of a messy situation. They're in a messy situation before. If you're following what's going on with Robert Sarver, um, he, he doled out the cash. We'll see what happens with their ownership situation. And, We'll see what happens just with the vibes, with the vibes in general. Uh, Chris Paul does not seem like an easy person to be a coworker with if he does not like you. Um, good coworker if he likes you, really difficult coworker if he doesn't. I hope he likes DeAndre Ayton because um, if you got CP and Monty Williams uh, who are not in your corner and you have to go to work every day, what a tough, tough job to attend. All right, let's talk Blazers Summer League. That game was fun. Like, legit. I think it was legitimately an entertaining game, um, particularly if if you didn't get annoyed by um, the tangents that the announced crew was going on. Uh, but if you could if you could get over them talking about UPS and hummus, the basketball on the court was pretty entertaining. Let's talk about that in the second segment. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Whatever you're looking for, summer league. You can bet on all the games, all the summer league games. You can bet on Major League Baseball that's rolling along. You can bet on soccer here in North America. That's the MLS or the NWSL. You can bet on tennis. You can bet on golf. You can bet on combat sports. Plus, if you go to their website, betonline.net, you'll find info to make you a more informed better so you can win, have a better chance of winning some money. Go take advantage today. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's talk Blazers Summer League. DeAndre was the news of the day, like for certainly the news of the day, but Portland's still 
still chugging along in the exhibition season in Vegas, and I, I thought this game was pretty entertaining. Uh, they haven't always had entertaining summer league games, this stretch. Uh, this one was Blazers still pretty sloppy with the ball, still turning the ball over a bunch. But, um, you know, some highlights, uh, a Trent Watford dunk that came out of nowhere, a uh, uh, Jabari Walker pass that um, I will rewatch 200 times because it was that entertaining and a great Keon Johnson game. Uh, Keon is still a little erratic with his decision making. I believe he turned the ball over six times in this game. Uh, but Blazers won, and we'll talk about that later. But um, again, Summer League, limited box score, limited box score. Uh, Keon, you know, still a little erratic, and his decision-making still still leaves something to be desired. But he made his pull-up jump shots tonight. And when he does that, he looks like a better player. He hit four three-pointers and finished with 25 points and four boards. Um, he was 8 of 13 from the field. A, a, lot of, a lot of getting himself free with his own dribble and making jumpers. If he can do that, he is... Like, he, he that's his path to being a... a a good NBA player. Um, he can get, he's a, he's a good slasher. He's not going to finish around the rim yet, but he's a really good slasher, a really good athlete. Uh, and I think that can come because getting yourself to the rack is like something like 70% of the equation and finishing once you get there's the other 30%, but the, that first 70% is hard. Um, and he can get himself to the rim against, against set defenses against, or against a single defender. Like he's got blow by speed. He's got, uh, you know, just like one step burst that, that other folks don't, and he can do that. But his path to being like a viable NBA player is the shooting. That's, that's, that's what it's going to take. And, uh, some of it is the decision-making with the ball in his hands, which still, like I said, leaves a little something to be desired, but if like I think the best version of Keon, I've said this on an earlier podcast during summer league, but I'll say it again. It's like the best version of Keon is a is a one is a point guard, but there is a path for him to play at either guard spot if he can shoot. Like if he can be an off ball guy, and if, if we're talking about like this version of the Blazers, Keon playing off the ball is a necessity because Dame and Ant are going to have the ball in their hands a lot. <laughs> all game uh probably a very 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 large portion of it and then you got to feed Nurk and you got to feed Jeremy Grant like if Keon plays he's not an on-ball type of guy so in the future it's point guard but in the near term it's it's some it's the ability to make some jump shots is what's going to separate Keon and tonight he made those shots um he, you know he shot from three okay in summer league it's mostly the two-point stuff that has been um the, the when to shoot, when to get to the rim, how far deep to drive, those type of decisions. He was better about snaking off of pick and rolls. He was better about getting himself to little midi pull-ups, like with space, with like, you know, see see that help defender get to the, you know, get quickly to your right hand, power dribble and go up. Um, when guys sagged off him, made threes off the dribble. Like, uh, I think this was, you know, Keon had a really good opening game. Then he had a couple bad games and he was good again. And this was more like ball go in good than like, I thought he played much better in game one than he, because he was like really competitive defensively in that game too. And um, he gets after it on defense, um, but he's, he's, you know, he's a better kind of ball right in front of him type defender than a help defender right now. But I thought this was like, you saw flashes of what the best version of Keon can be. And the best version of Keon is someone who makes jumpers. Um, consistency is the is the step for him for every young player in the league for every player in the league consistency is the step you know you're consistent to your next level kind of plateau consistency to the next level plateau like he's at outside of the rotation level right now a jump a, a better decision making to take better jumpers gets bumps Keon up a notch or half a tier or whatever you want to call it like and I think you saw the version of him that can bump up a tier I'm not putting too much into a 25 point um a 25 point nights in summer league, but 
Blazers needed him to, he took a big corner three late in this one, the final three minutes cashed out that put them up comfortably I believe eight at the time uh, put them up gave them a little cushion it was a big bucket this is that's the key on they need the guy who can reliably hit spray jumpers that's that's what separates him because he's got some other physical tools that he'll be fine with let's talk about the pass Jabari made this is basically locked on Jabari Walker like I have done so much Jabari Walker content and I gotta tell y'all I got more coming st- <laughs> Monday's show gonna be pretty Jabari Walker heavy so look forward to that one but I love watching this dude play basketball he is so darn fun the play I'm talking about happened in the third quarter big man Kyle Alexander Blazers uh, summer league center free agent center is playing for him gets a steal on the break or gets a steal at the top of the key uh, hits it takes a dribble hits it ahead to Jabari and, and runs hard and Jabari Walker pushes the pace does what he does what he does right like just keeps his head up and pushes the pace does the right thing except he does an over the head step through so it's the ball's on his right hand side he swings it right to left over the top of his head and then throws the ball behind his head to Kyle Alexander for a dunk a highlight of highlights a absolutely filthy pass the guy in front of him had no chance and how is he going to know that he's 6 foot 9 forward a dude who looks is built like a power forward rebounds like a power forward like is probably a 4 in the league has the euro into no look behind the head pass and running up the court the bench goes nuts. He gets a high five from Trenton Wofford on the bench. He Jabari Walker can't help but smile. And then he does the uh, the, the sort of binoculars, puts two uh, two circles to his eyeballs. If you're watching on YouTube, I just uh, mimicked it. But he did two circles to his eyeballs like he's 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 got the vision, like he can really see it. He's so darn fun. Uh, he, he really is just some... Like I've said, you know, that the thing I like about him is that he knows how to play basketball. This was beyond that. This wasn't like, oh, he's got good feel. I love the way he moves his feet staying in front of Quentin Grimes. I believe that was me doing an impression of myself from the past. Uh, but that's like literally what I was talking about earlier in the week. It's like, yeah, I love I love the way he cut off the dribble there. This isn't subtle stuff. This was a fun highlight to celebrate. Jamari finished with a nine and nine with two dimes. And one of them made me like rewind it twice on my couch. Um, My friend and colleague, Jackson Gatlin, who hosts Locked on Rockets, I sent him a note pretty immediately. I said, let me know if you need me to come on Locked on Rockets to talk about the best Jabari in the draft. If you want me to do five minutes on the on the real best Jabari, I'm ready to go. I'm locked and loaded. I'm excited about Jabari Walker. He's fun. This game was fun. Like fun, fun. And Summer League is supposed to be fun. Let's talk about that to close the show. I enjoyed this game and I don't, I, I want to sit with that joy for a moment. This is a pro joy podcast. Let's sit with it in the third segment. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. I've been doing this regularly, uh, providing content around the Portland Trailblazers in various capacities, part-time and full-time and whatever this is, a lot of time, uh, for eight years. I started in 2014 uh, regularly. You know, I was like a college blogger kid before that. But as a professional, I spent a bunch of years covering high school sports. And I got an opportunity to cover the Trailblazers. And I held on tight for as long as I could until the newspaper industry collapsed. It's easy when you've done this as long as I have and as regularly as I have to take this stuff for granted. And I am guilty of that. 
I found myself this year sitting on press row, uh, and I choose to go to the games, like uh, this is my choice, but sitting on press row feeling somewhat inconvenienced by watching a bad Trailblazers basketball team. They stunk. I was annoyed by them. I have tried my best to avoid that feeling because it is a privilege and an opportunity that I cherish, and I truly love this S. I love it. I really do. I love it. I love NBA basketball. I love an opportunity to talk to y'all into this microphone, to interview, you know, interview uh, a Division One basketball coach on a random Tuesday afternoon and ask him about a NBA prospect. Like, I love this. I love this. Love it. It brings me joy. But I can find myself slipping out of that joy, slipping out of that appreciation pretty quickly. Um, some of it is just like being in your middle thirties. Um, and some of it is just like the world is difficult. Y'all live there. You know what it's like. Uh, it is easy to give in to Jade. It's easy to become jaded and give in. It's easy to give in. I find myself doing that more with summer league more and more. In fact, going into summer league this year, I was like, this doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. All the dudes on this team aren't going to play anyways. Dee Luzada and Greg Brown and Keon Johnson aren't going to play in the regular season. Who cares? Like, Brandon Williams is a two-way guy. Who cares? Trent Wofford's like an end-of-the-bench guy. Who cares? I've loved this group. <laughs> like, I've loved chaotic Trenton Watford. I loved when Trenton Watford dunked on fellow LSU... Uh, alum's not the right word, but fellow LSU... Uh, matriculator Tari Eason. I loved it. I loved it. I love watching Jabari Walker make money and get go from a guy who was outside of the of sort of a, a roster spot to earning himself money. I love seeing Greg Brown try to dunk everything he absolutely can, even if that means some of it is crazy fun highlights and some of it is getting packed at the rim by Jabari Smith Jr. I love seeing Brandon Williams plug away and cross people up and not be a good jump shooter, but doesn't worry about it and keeps going. And I love to see Keon Johnson make mistakes and play through it. I loved, I really have enjoyed this summer league run. And frankly, you have helped me enjoy this. You. If you are listening to this podcast right now, you have helped me enjoy this. And I want to say thanks. Thank you. Thank you. One of the big tenets of this show is that if something brings you joy, Hold on tightly to it. And the basis of that is because life is challenging and hard and brings us so many unexpected hard things every day. Big and small. Like, obviously, like macro stuff in the world is challenging, but like our day-to-day lives can be hard too. So if something brings you joy, the tenet of the show, one of the big things I say in the show is cling tightly to it. Hold it close because life is hard and most teams lose, be it figurative or literal. The Blazers have spent a lot of time losing this year. This team has brought me joy, and your love for this team has brought me joy too. Blazers, whatever, Blazers fans. I don't know, I don't know Blazers Nation. I don't know what that is. Uh, you, listeners, Blazer fans, you folks have brought me joy. Thank you. Blazers have a chance to play in a championship on Sunday. And I don't understand the Summer League tiebreakers, or at least I didn't. And then, because you all, on my Twitter feed and in my inbox and on the YouTube comments, were so excited about this team and this group, I said, you know what? Let's talk about championships. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, right over what is uh, what is my right shoulder, but uh, my left shoulder, or excuse me, my my left shoulder for for um, in real life. I got confused because the video is mirrored, but it says it says the Blazers are going to win the championship on a small sticker I have. 
TBAG, TWTC. It's a classic algorithm that you all know. The Blazers are going to win the championship. Here's how it works. If the Blazers take care of they've taken care of their business, but there's instead of a summer league tournament this year, the two teams with the best record or the best point differential, depending on the tiebreakers, go and play in the finals. Right now, the Blazers sit behind the New York Knicks and they've got four teams to hold off. Those games are Friday night. The Blazers will not play Saturday. Regardless, their last game is Sunday. Whether it's the championship or not will depend on the outcomes of Friday night game, Friday, Friday night's game. So here, dear Blazers fans who are getting excited about this along with me, have really helped me rekindle my joy of summer league, avoid being jaded, and enjoy the exhibition season. Here's what you got to root for on Friday night. The Pelicans can win by no more than three points. If they lose, cool. If they win, three or less. Three or less. Suns got to win by nine or fewer. Phoenix, nine or fewer. Indiana, 13 or fewer. And, and Toronto, 15 or fewer. Pacers win a blowout. Bad news for the for Portland. Raps win a blowout. Bad news for Portland. Suns win by double digits. Bad news for Portland. Uh, there is a scenario. So it's, it's point differential for um, multi-teams. Uh, there is a scenario where the Pelicans win by four points. They would have the exact identical differential as the Blazers. If it becomes a two-team tiebreaker, by virtue of the head-to-head tiebreaker, the Blazers are in, baby! They're in, they're in, they're in. They would they would advance over New Orleans, but if it's multi-team tiebreaker, points first. So you got to root Pels, no more than three. Suns, no more than nine. Pacers, no more than 13. Raptors, no more than 15. Did it take me too long to figure that out? It did. It did. It took me about as long as it did to record this entire show, about a half hour, to figure out the tiebreakers for it and look up the schedules and do a little bit of the math. Am I confident that I got 100% right? No, but I think I got about 95% right. Um, you, you know, you want New Orleans, Phoenix, Indiana, and Toronto to lose. That's the simplest strategy to get the Blazers in into the finals. Those teams lose, bing, bang, boom, Portland's in, no problem. But if they win, point differential will come up. Blazers are going to win the championship Sunday night. They're going to play it. I'm recording. This is thir- this is Friday. I'm recording this Thursday evening, but this is Friday, July 15th show. Next time I talk to you, uh, well, I'll tell you a scheduling thing, but next time on by Monday show, we will know. And I'll just call it now. Congrats to the Blazers on their second summer league title since 2018. They deserved it because Keon was so darn fun. And Greg Brown, you know, finally started to channel some athleticism into positivity. And Trenton Wofford continues to be a bizarre but multi-talented forward. And Jabari Walker is the steal of the draft. And you know what? Colby Ross ain't too shabby off the bench. And <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm, uh, I'm kidding. But like, yeah, let's. I don't. I'm not a big like. I'm not a big rah-rah guy on here. I don't like even really consider myself a Blazers fan. But like, sure, let's do it. Let's do it. Go ahead and win the championship. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Okay, the scheduling note you need to know. Jabari Walker's going to be on the podcast on Monday. He's going to join me for an interview that we're going to actually record before the Blazers play on Sunday. So that will be in your feed. I'm going to just post it on Sunday Sunday afternoon. Like I'll post it Sunday during the day. That's when I post Monday's show. If you, uh, if you don't know, typically Sunday uh, I record around 10 a.m. And sometime in the noon hour, uh, the show usually goes up on YouTube and also in your podcast feeds. Jabari Walker, Blazers rookie, going to be on the show. You're going to see him right here in your video screens on YouTube or listen to him in your audio feeds wherever you get him. Do not miss the show. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Tell your friends to come back too. Because, come back and listen or if they're if if they're regular listeners tell them to make sure they check this one out if they've never heard tell them to check out locked on blazers available wherever you get podcasts also on youtube 
this is going to be a fun one. I'm excited. I've, been, I've, I've talked about Jabari Walker so much. I'm excited to get a chance to, you know, talk to him via video conferencing, but face to face, uh, and, and, you know, pick his brain. He's a, he's a really good interview from what I've watched on, uh, from folks who were there in, in Vegas interviewing face to face. I'm excited to share a little bit of his, in, have him share his insight with you and share his personality with you. The listeners do not miss that one. I'm excited about it. I hope you are too. That'll be Monday's show. So we will, next time I talk to you, I won't know if the Blazers have won the championship, but if they do, I don't know. I'll, I got, I'll bring my pom-poms out. I don't have pom-poms, but I got a lot of Blazers gear behind me on the YouTube channel. I'll rock some of it and we'll celebrate. Blazers are going to win the championship. Come back and listen to the show. Come back and listen for Jabari Walker. Come back and listen for shows next week. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you helping me find my Blazers joy. I'm going to cling tightly to it. You do the same. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.